I heard a cat. I heard a cat too. Well, do we have a cat? In I do. Be- I do believe they said there was a den thing happening in the, the uh, other room. Yeah, there, right. there's there's pet space right now. That's right. So there is a cat. No, it's a fox. <laughs> that did not sound what like a fox. What did the fox say? Warning for underage listeners: This is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. Greedy? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, I have to look at you, so it's kind of hit or miss, but... <laughs> You know how it is. You could look other directions tonight. I could. We have we have people that look better than you. Mm-hmm. Much, much. Yes. Admittedly, <laughs> admittedly. Although I covered up tonight. You did cover up tonight. It's kind of strange. It's a weird <laughs> kind of thing that I'm not used to. Seeing you with modest clothing is odd. My my casual clothes. <laughs> my my tits are covered. Clothes. Yeah. yeah. I do that from time to time. Just occasionally, though. Yeah. yeah. Tits are a good thing, though. Everybody's just not home, right? <laughs> uh, so, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gotham Press. You came back again. And guess what? I'm actually going to get this one out in a decent amount of time. Yes, listeners. I know it's weird. Uh, lies. <laughs> Fuck All you. lies. Fuck you, greedy. More importantly. Wait, that hasn't happened yet? Well. Awesome. On occasion. Be hey. kind. Use Vaseline. Not for you. You're taking it raw, buddy. <laughs> Funny. You're being quiet. Yeah, I'm just observing right now. <laughs> waiting for my point to uh, engage. Mm. Oh, is that what it the is? The fucking between the two of them is not the point where I engage. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you come in to stop the whole thing. Why? If it's consensual, why are we going to stop it? Grace, so you want to get butt fucked by me? <laughs> Role reversal, bud. No, no. <laughs> you are never about fucking me. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Anyway, Greedy, if they want to hear about us everywhere, where can they hear us at? Well, they can hear us on any of their major podcatchers, which is probably where you found us. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Or, you can also catch us on YouTube, which yep. I just learned today we are on YouTube. And, Woohoo. And you can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, of course. And Spotify. And Spotify. Well, that's a podcatcher. Well, yeah, ish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I suppose they are They are a, uh, a music source, too. Huh? Yeah. But guess what? They can find us at places, man! You can find us pretty much anywhere. Alright, that works for me. About the guests that are top, we haven't actually officially introduced. Oh, yeah, we, we need to introduce you. Wow, uh, on on the air tonight, well, this generic time with us is uh, <laughs> the Southwest Leather Master and Slave for uh, 2018. Correct. Uh, so, how how would you like us to to uh, address you both? Just call me by my name, David. Okay. I like the way you always do. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be courteous, you know? Yeah, some people can't have their actual names associated with such things. But, I mean, I feel like Master David's life, Bryn, is kind of what we are everywhere, so you're probably good. Okay, that works. Valid point. Very yeah, valid. You're, you're right. Uh, and see, also, I'm pretty sure Shock said our name on air at least once in the past, so... Because, yes, I'm also a listener. <laughs> yeah, hey, they listen. Well, at least she listens. Do you listen? We're looking I at you, Dave. I listen, and she transcribes it for me. Uh, <laughs> or she abbreviates it for she me. She transcribes it yeah. for you. She abbreviates it for me. So so you give you give David the uh, Reader's Digest condensed version? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Or if there's something good, I'll be like, hey, you should listen to this part. Mm-hmm. So the one episode with uh, Retrobella, you listened to some of that one right. with me. Right. All right. Good times. Callbacks to old episodes. That was a fun episode. Yeah. We need to get her back on the podcast again. I know she wants to come back on, so well, let's make we just have happen. to figure out a time. All right. So next, after introducing our guest, important things, very important to the nerd community. Very. very Avengers important. Four, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> what was that sigh, Brian? I just, I have feels. I think I was one of the few people in existence that wasn't happy with the last avengers movie do tell um i had feelings with how they handled some of the things and i understand that it's a movie and that they weren't being entirely true to the rest of the universe but i feel like there was better ways to handle some of it than what they did like hey he just shows up and here's already has a stone in his glove like what are you guys doing oh because of uh, thanos (sighs) yeah i just there I, I just, I had a lot of feels walking out of that movie. So, my thing, an easy way to have handled that is if they'd done like a online web short or a clip or something to just say, hey, this is what he's doing in between all this. They have the money to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Something. I, I just, I, I really hope Endgame is, be- is better. Or at least that I enjoy it more. And granted, I've told him master that i want to go back and rewatch it because we only saw it once because i had so many feels leaving the theater the first time i understand that um so i'm trying to reserve judgment until i watch it the second time but at this point i'm are you not excited about it in game i'm not as excited as i as i thought i would be mm. is where i'm at right now okay. um but we'll see i'm trying to reserve judgment okay well, you know, the, the thing for me in the last Marvel movie, that, that the Avengers movies, was that there was so much that they crammed into that movie that it was almost, I don't want to say difficult, but you really had to pay attention to bounce back and forth between all the different characters and everything that was going on. So I like movies where I can just sit back and let it entertain me mm-hmm. and not have to work. At following the plot line. Here's my question. Had you seen all the movies leading up to it? Yes, we had. Okay. No, which one did we miss? We hadn't seen Black Panther yet. Oh, that's correct. We hadn't seen Black Panther yet. We saw that afterwards. Um, and then going into this one, we haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet either. I would highly recommend seeing yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. All right, so, so here's a plan. Let's set aside one day that we can get together and we will watch... Um, the first Avengers, and then we'll watch Ant Man versus Wasp because I haven't seen that one either. So, yes. okay, let's do that. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm on board. 
Yeah, definitely. Sounds like a great time. You don't get to steal the remote and make everyone watch, what was that, Mulan or... Moana. Moana. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your problem with Moana, man? <laughs> oh, nothing. I just thought it was kind of interesting that the, the slave, the, the little came out in the slave that night while we were all here and... <laughs> Y'all were going to change Moana off. And she's like, but no, you can't do that. <laughs> well, well, see, Little's our last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, having having been my first time watching that movie, it was entertaining. I, I will I will grant that. Yeah. Hey, hey, and the Coconut Pirates. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey is great. Alan Chudik is a fucking treasure. <laughs> he just, he needs a sweater. <laughs> Do you think he doesn't have one? Because all chickens need sweaters. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, real quick, I had an interesting thing happen to me this morning. Last night was our annual Christmas party. I came home with my date. Fun time. She slept over. I have an an, uh, Amazon show. Amazon show is like the Amazon dot, you know. I'm sorry, like the Echo Dot. And, you know, you can talk to people, listen to music, all this. It's been in my room forever. A long time ago, I set it up so that my mother would be able to drop in because she was very, very serious about she really wanted this feature to happen. I had left, but my date was still in bed. I left to go pick something up. Apparently, she dropped in (laughs) while my date was in bed. Luckily, the way I have the show set up, it's facing up far enough where it doesn't see my bed. But she said all she heard was a female voice saying, Son, where are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh damn. Good thing you weren't doing something else. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that might have been poor life decisions. <laughs> I agree, but I generally don't say no to my mother. Here, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Mother... Text me before you're just going to pop on, because you don't know if I'm going to be standing there in the buff. She, then I'm pretty sure gonna, she's seen that before. Uh, more importantly, that's going to bring up other questions that I don't feel like having a conversation with my mother about. She she dropped in on you mm-hmm. early morning. Yeah. When you may have typically got a shower. Right. And then, as Dave said, she's seen everything. She doesn't care. I'm like... Well, I know, but you care, right? I do care. Hey, Mom, I don't want you looking at my peen. Also, boundaries are a thing. Yeah. Boundaries are yeah. a thing. True that. That's why I moved. You <laughs> moved across the goddamn country. <laughs> There's literally a country between me and my mother at this point. Anyway, let's get back to important things. Hey, Greedy? Mm-hmm. There was a Christmas party. There was. Did you all enjoy the Christmas party? Go ahead. It's your birthday. You should talk. Oh, got to throw that in there. So, yeah, we did. We had a really good time at the party last night. We got to hang out with and uh, spend time with friends and uh, people we would consider family. And, uh, you know, the whole gift exchange thing and the the changes that happened with that this year were interesting. I'd never seen it quite done that way before. Um, But it was fun. It was entertaining. And um, we walked away with a, a nice silicone paddle. That may or may oh hell it's been used already. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we had a really good time. We really enjoyed that. And then um, I'll let you talk about the tradition that we have after that. We went to go look at Christmas lights and get hot chocolate, 
which is amazing because Starbucks this weekend had a buy one, get one half off after 3 p.m. So we got super cheap Starbucks hot chocolate with peppermint. And it was amazing. We went and looked at the lights. Wait, wait, wait. And, and who did you see in the lights? Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. You two are the reigning master and slave. You do regular vanilla couple stuff still? Oh, yeah. Say it ain't so. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, to us, some of that stuff is what keeps the it's the glue that keeps everything going. I mean, yeah, we're master and slave, but we're also human beings and we're people, and we do, you know, we have vanilla lives, kind of, sort of. Um, you know, we have families and we have friends, and um, just because we're kinky and master slave doesn't mean we don't enjoy some of that other stuff as well. Okay, trying to give our listeners a little look in behind the curtain, you know. Well, and also it helps her little come out, and sometimes I really enjoy to watch that happen. So hmm. there was a lot of talk about pe- peanuts last night. Yes, there was a lot of talk about peanuts last night. Peanuts is in the food or the cartoon? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and also penis because because it was fun every Cause time. Why not? Because every time certain people in the back seat would say peanuts, I would be like, "I'm sorry, what about peanuts?" <laughs> <laughs> Like master, can we get home? Because penis. <laughs> <laughs> because penis. Oh, well, that's always an excuse for something, or a reason for something. That's true. <laughs> but do you need a reason for penis? I don't know. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> nope. It's good to be the master. It is good, <laughs> except when it's not good. Except, wait, there are times <laughs> when it's not good. Oh, well, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility. And you got to be willing to take that on, and um, you know sometimes we make mistakes, and you got to own that stuff. So, hmm. and, and decision fatigue is a thing. It can be, yeah. Decision fatigue. Yeah, you just get he tired of making quantrally. decisions. What's that? I said he asks confusedly. Oh yeah. No, sometimes you just get tired of being the one that has to make all the decisions. Um, and when there's moments of our life where there's a lot coming at me. There's times where I look at her and go, listen, for the next half hour, 45 minutes, we're just going to chill. Just because I need that time to recuperate and regather my my brain cells. So. Okay. So exactly what kind of dynamic do you guys live? We live in MS dynamic um, with sprinkles of she has little tendencies that come out from time to time. Um, we we live in what we would classify as an authority and balance relationship. Um, okay. Where I retain the authority. Um, she's granted the, the authority for me to make those decisions um, when we negotiated our dynamic and our relationship in the beginning. And um, we, we kind of live that way. Um, we have a philosophy where um, I don't want her power. She's a very, very strong, very very intelligent person mm-hmm. and I don't want to I don't want to take that from her um, I don't want to retain that power what I for lack of better terminology get off on is directing that power and okay. guiding to what direction that power is is being utilized in so what would you like to say about it but stuff <laughs> That's later in the podcast. <laughs> I promise you will have your time to shine about butt stuff. Yay! So, how long have you guys been in the lifestyle? Go ahead. Can we go first? I'll let you talk now. Um, 
So I first kind of soireed in, it would have been 2001, I want to say. Um, I was in college and I met the person who had become my first dominant, um, was with him for a few years and then had a second one and was with him for a time. Um, and that relationship went really badly, really quickly. So I kind of disappeared for about 10 years, um, until we stumbled upon each other. And so we've, I've been with him God, six years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Has it really been that long? Yeah. It's a true story. Damn. It's great. Qu- question. So how did you stumble upon? I'll let you answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we found each other in a chat room. What kind of chat room? <laughs> a sex chat room. That's true. Yeah. That happened. And we started talking about football. Because that's, what you, <laughs> that's what you do in a sex chat room. <laughs> is talk about football. Um, I had to school him a little bit on the, the finer points of college football. But... This was before we were MS, so that I couldn't tell her she couldn't talk to me that way. So, <laughs> oh, so you mean you weren't one of those online? You will listen to me immediately without me knowing anything about you. Well, no, see, because um, she was actually my entry point into the lifestyle. Um, oh wow! Oh yeah. So, so you hadn't known anything about it prior? Well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I knew that it was out there. I knew it was a thing, and I knew that I enjoyed sex differently than what i was taught sex should be about okay um and now that i look back at my life there's red flags all over my life about how i like to be in positions of control or positions of power or positions of authority and um but i didn't realize there was a whole giant lifestyle out there where i could engage in these things that made me feel whole until meeting her and um, it was a pretty funny story that at one point I was like hey do you want to be my slave and I really didn't know what the hell that even meant because <laughs> um, I was new I didn't have the experience so um, but then I'll let you get back to finishing up your side of the story so I can talk more about me later <laughs> I, I feel like I finished oh you're done I mean listeners the look that okay. she gave him was like why are you asking me tell me what to say um but no so like she was my my gateway into actually the lifestyle um there was an individual in her life that um i became friends with that i would actually consider my first mentor okay and he directed me toward fat life and directed me toward uh like gave me a reading list of books to go read so that i could get a, a bearing about what this lifestyle was about and um, make some connections with some people in my local area so that I could engage with people like myself face-to-face. Gotcha. Sounds like a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Listeners, this is a lesson to you. You don't have to be kinky right now to know everything. You can learn. (laughs) And then as you learn, you can move up in the world. (laughs) But the thing that you'll find out, though, is the more that you learn, the more you're going to realize how much you don't know. This yeah. is true. Yeah. There are many, many things in this life that I had no clue about. 
Yeah, but it's 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 a lot of fun following that rabbit hole. I mean, because mm-hmm. you is. don't know where it's going to lead. I mean, you you think you think, oh, I'm going in this direction. You learn something all new, and suddenly you've uh, diverted down another tangent that mm-hmm. just takes you deeper and deeper into it. And the more you discover, the more you you have that drive to discover even more. And right. yeah, for you, greedy like CBT. Yes, yes, like CBT for me. I, I I thought for sure I was gonna lose my balls that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Reed, did you say that one on the podcast before? Yeah. I, okay. I it yeah, was you... like episode four. Okay, so early on. Yeah, it was very early on. So, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, please go back and listen to our archive of mini episodes. <laughs> please forgive the uh, quality of sound in those early episodes because we really had no fucking clue what we were doing. If you want to tell us about how bad those episodes sounded, please go ahead and email us at gothampresspodcast at gmail.com. You can tell Greedy specifically how bad it was. Yeah, at the time, I, I will take this. At the time, I was doing the audio and the editing, and uh, we were recording on a Blue Yeti microphone. <laughs> not not the high-quality stuff we've got now. Well, and if I recall right, you were doing all of that in your bedroom, too. Yes, not? yes, yeah. we yes. were doing all of that in the bedroom. and So every one of your guests were in your bedroom. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, that. Well, not everyone. The the super big episode that we had with all those guests that we didn't have enough room in your oh, bedroom for. for uh, the, the movie, what was that, Spoof? Yes, Spoof. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't seen that. I need, to, I need to track that down. Yeah, but we recorded that in the in first. In the dungeon, yeah. The, the first headquarters. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, we got big the, these days. We got equipment now and people that like us. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, well, I'm sorry they don't like you. They like you. No, they do like me. Assholes. <laughs> I wonder how many listeners I just lost. Well, you know, the question is, did you have any to begin with? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? We got her to laugh. <laughs> was, was that something that wasn't supposed to happen? You weren't supposed to laugh? I don't... I don't think you it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a put on laugh restrictions. It's like, you now have permission to laugh. Not like oh, but, the night but, with the two syllable restrictions. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> oh, two syllable so, restrictions? So, okay. <laughs> there was a, a, the last play party we were at here. Um, we had just gone to a class on behavior modification. And in that class, it was mentioned that the presenter enjoyed sometimes making their their slave or their bottom utilized two-syllable words for an extended period of time. So we just happened to be here on the back patio smoking, or I was smoking, and I thought it would be entertaining to make my slave use two-syllable words for the next 15 minutes. Well, everybody else on the patio thought it would be entertaining as well. So they started asking her questions, questions that she could not answer utilizing two-syllable words. So... It was really, really funny because her answers would sound like she was talking like Captain Kirk from Star Trek because (laughs) she was thinking about the syllables and the words coming out of her mouth. I was absolutely thoroughly entertained. (laughs) Well, then at one point somebody asked me a question that I literally couldn't answer with two-syllable words, and I'm just looking at her like, nope, shakehead. Sorry, I got nothing for you. So then she's like asking me questions to break down the word to answer her question. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, it was fun. So yeah. were you entertained as well, Brian? 
Like 90% entertained. <laughs> Were you not entertained? 10% of me kind of wanted to throw things, but... Nice. The other 90% was pretty entertained by myself. Thank you for not throwing things. Right? Well, I mean, respect the space, right? Right. Yes, that's very important. And entertain the master. That's more important. (laughs) This title that you have, what's it all about? It's about representing the master-slave community at large. And it's it's about educating. It's an educational title. Um, So it's in that system where uh, there's an expectation for us to go out within the region that we represent and educate about specific topics that we feel comfortable teaching. Um, So we do. We teach some classes about uh, creating protocols. We teach some classes about um, how life is greater on the other side of the comfort zone. And what that class is about is is learning how to get past... um, triggers it's it's about how to get past things that you're uncomfortable about that limit your ability to function at the the level that you can as a master owning a slave there are times that we have to be able to know our slaves well enough to understand where they're at emotionally in those those uh, instances and for us you know when we talked about running for a title she she definitely um, let me know that this, you know, she wasn't exactly excited about it, but she would follow suit if that's what, you know, Master wanted to do. So we had many conversations about why. Why don't you want to do this? What is it that you're afraid of or are, you know, uncomfortable about? And um, we finally came to the conclusion that this was an area that she needed to address and not allow it to be something that could limit um, who she could be as a whole person later in her life. And so it's given her the opportunity to embrace that and work through that. And now we teach classes or we do presentations all over the country now. And she's in front of people. And it's been a long time since I've heard her say anything about I'm not I'm worried or I'm not comfortable doing anything. Um, She's now embraces it and actually, I think, kind of looks forward to it at this point. So she's grown. Mm-hmm. So you say you go all over the country, so it's not just the region that you represent then? No, we rep- we represent our region, but we do it everywhere, um, everywhere we go. I mean, we've been to Indianapolis, we've been to Virginia, we've been to Reno, Las Vegas, um, Phoenix, Sacramento. Yeah. Um, where else? Dallas. Oh, Dallas, yeah. We've got Atlanta on the schedule for next year already. Yeah. We've been to Los Angeles. So, yeah, I mean, we've been been all over the place. You guys are just jet setters. <laughs> it, it, we've learned how, I've learned how to fly in the last two and a half years. Learn? Not literally. I mean, on an airplane. <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say, uh, what, what does that entail, learning how to fly? <laughs> Go to LAX if you've never flown before and figure it out on your own. Oh. <laughs> and that's learning how to fly. Oh, you know, I've been mm. to LAX. <laughs> I'll be going to LAX. I'm curious. Week. Have you have you learned how to live out of a carry-on? <laughs> we're title holders. You don't live out of a carry-on. It's <laughs> literally not possible. I, we're doing good if we get away with a bag and a garment bag. But that bag is usually like the biggest bag that they will allow. And we're like checking it for weight nice. so because when you have that much leather and all the different things that 
all the clothing changes and being a title holder is a lot is a lot yeah it can be a lot but it's it's a great experience to have you know it's worth all of the other stuff but when you're packing for a trip and you're like oh i wish i could just throw jeans and a t-shirt in the bag and instead you're packing you know i end up packing like seven or eight dresses for a three-day trip because i just don't know what i'm gonna end up needing i was gonna Um, say are there a lot of wardrobe changes during events usually between two and four is, uh, is normal for a day wow for me anyway and that's just a regular event that we're not competing at right you know when when <laughs> when when we go to events that we're competing at typically um i try not to be seen wearing the exact same thing after every time i go to the room whether i change a shirt or i change my pants or i change the boots i'm wearing it was kind of instilled in us by somebody in the lifestyle that you want to constantly be changing your wardrobe so that people don't see you wearing the same thing all the time. Hmm. Which is difficult for you since your wardrobe consists of jeans and black t-shirts. I changed my black t-shirt <laughs> to a different black t-shirt. but Or this one has buttons on Do it. Do I wear right? the midnight black or the jet black <laughs> or the charcoal black? <laughs> It's, a it's thing. true. It's a thing. Yeah. We have a whole black t-shirt section in the closet just for him. Nice. But the good thing about wearing a black t-shirt is when you spill food on yourself, it's less likely to be seen. Just going to throw that out there. Have you had to go up on stage with... No, 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 no. <laughs> but we have been traveling out of town and we go and we get like food on the way as we hit the highway and it will not fail. Five minutes after I start eating, something spills down the front of my shirt. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just imagining he's going down the driving and all over my shirt again. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, That's the, about accurate. Years ago, there was a, uh, a series of commercials, and the, the tagline was, if it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't belong in your face. Carl's Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the, it. The yeah. Jessica Simpson, Daisy Duke commercials. Yep, yep. yep. And I think Paris Hilton did one. Probably. Yes. Yeah, she good. was like in a bikini and. Who? Paris Hilton. Yes. Really, why know. do you have a shitty grin? <laughs> like, I know who I know who I know who Paris Hilton okay. is. She's like famous for being famous. Right. She's famous for herself. Well, and she had that. Machine. She had that show with uh, Nicole Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Where they yeah. worked on the farm. I don't know. One season. Oh my god, I'm, it was so good. I vaguely remember <laughs> this. Terrible reality TV. It's amazing. Most reality <laughs> TV is terrible. Most. You, you draw the line too too far back. You're you're being too kind. All reality television is awful. Oh no! Hey. So we're completely hooked on watching the challenge. What's what that? Uh, okay. So do you? I don't know. You well, yeah. You guys are my so you probably would remember this. So real world. Real world. Real world. And road, road rules. Road yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. So they used to do the challenge. Yeah. Well, now it's just called the challenge. Um, and they have some of the people from like way back when, so like CT from Real World Paris, he still does them all these years later. Oh, wow. Um, he's like 50. <laughs> I don't think he's quite that old, but I don't he's, know. yeah, he's, he's probably oh, older, <laughs> older. Yeah. Um, but, and now they bring in people from like all these other old MTV or all these other MTV shows, um, X on the beach. There's. They have people from Big Brother on it now. <laughs> so not so like is this different another, network. But. I was like, is this an MTV show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So MTV's like, you know, we can grab whoever we want. We're MTV. Pretty much. And it was just, it went from being the real world road rules challenge to the challenge. Probably because everybody that did road rules is now like our age and older. And knows better. Well, there's still a couple of them that sporadically will will pop up, but... Hey, a paycheck's a paycheck, right? Right. <laughs> but it's all... Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> it's the one, like, really trashy reality TV thing that's still on. It's, there's no more, you know, like, Rock of Love and some of those older ones that were so good. N- no, they weren't good. <laughs> they were so good. So good. Anyway. Uh, you keep uh, using that word. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Uh, These uh, are not the TV shows you're looking for. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I got a question for Listener Land. What is a leather title about? That's a that's a hard thing to really wrap up in one answer. I go, I go. Yeah, after I finish what I'm going to say real quick. Um, because there's so many different titles and they mean so many different things and every title has a different purpose. But go ahead and say what you're going to say now. So... A lot of the original titles were bar titles that kind of came about to help raise funds for the AIDS epidemic, um, to help raise funds for the the men in the gay community that were dying because of all of what was happening. Oh, sorry. Put this closer to my mouth. I am really terrible with the microphone, sorry. Um, <laughs> which is also a problem when you're a title holder. Just saying. Because <laughs> you do have to talk into these occasionally. Our title has been around since 2000... 2000 the master slave was title? when yeah the master slave title the original system. master slave title i believe was in 1990 yeah so our our roots can be traced back pretty far and the whole the purpose of our title really is to get information out about the master slave community show who we are educate um a lot of the title system now has kind of become about education and representation of the different parts of the community um so the you know, community as a whole, or? right? It's not. It's not. There's not just leather titles now. There's rubber. There's pups. There's boot black titles. There's Mister Miss Power Exchange. Um, Do you all go to all of these title events, or there's no physical way we could go to all of them? <laughs> there's probably twenty happening in ten different cities on any given weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's oh wow, wow. There's that many of them. There's there's a lot of especially bar titles. There's a lot of bar titles. I think L.A. has ten ish, probably. I'm not sure. They compete for Mr. L.A. Give or take. Yeah. So these wow. bar titles are they officially recognized on the major scale of everything? So like on the leather map. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, the leather map. <laughs> There isn't really like a governing body for titles. Like it doesn't really work that way. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know that there's a way to answer that. Hmm. All right. Well, I figured that there was something that was overarching for everything. Like, okay, so we are the body that says what is good and what is bad. Like this, this title isn't worth it. We're gonna kick that one out. No. no, there's there's no governing body that does that. A lot of these titles feed into some international system of some kind. Um, like a lot of the, the male contestants for the bar titles, a lot of them will end up competing at IML in Chicago, which is the International Mr. Leather Contest. 
um, the boot blacks. They'll end up feeding off into like the international community boot black contest or uh, the international Mr. Boot Black contest or the international Ms. Boot Black contest. So a lot of them, they, they, they may not have a governing body that governs over them, but they kind of feed into specific areas. All right, you are Master Slave mm-hmm. and somebody else is coming up trying to go for your title. They know, hey, they have to see you as a person to impress, to you know, take that title down or something like that. Or they know who they need to go to, like whoever voted you in. Um, like, hey, I need to be be as good or better than the ones that are currently in there. So, all at least, you can't say all of these, but a vast majority of them, when you compete for the title, there's a panel of judges that select you based on specific criteria. So, for the master-slave titles, we're kind of in an exception world um, in that we do have a very specific direction we go. So a lot of other titles, you can choose to not compete again if you want to, or you can choose to compete for pretty much whatever title that you want to. Um, master The master-slave title has a direct path. So if there's a state title, you compete for your state title. If there's a, And then you go to the regional title. When you, if you win your regional title, then you compete at international, and that's it's a very specific path, and there's a different panel of judges for each of those levels, but they're all judged on the same basic criteria. So for us, we do an interview, um, we do a presentation on it's a ten minute presentation on some something master slave related. We give we each have to give a speech. We get a pop question. And then they judge our dynamic over the course of the weekend. So it's it's a score based on their observations of our how we are as a dynamic and couple or oh, a so, couple in dynamic. So then they're they're basically watching you the entire weekend just to mm-hmm. see what happens, oh, how yeah. you interact. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So like if we're sitting at the dinner table and I tell her, "Hey, go get me something to drink," and she goes, "Get it yourself." Judges are around and they see you're that. probably we're gonna not going to win at that point. On scores for something like that. She would never do that. That would just be an example of something you could possibly lose the title over saying something like that or doing something like that. So okay. They do judge you pretty much from the minute you show up until they announce the, the winners of the title. So, oh, got a question. So with all this, with being title holders, so how is that just in general affecting your kink life and your vanilla life? Obviously, it's, it's really, really impacted our schedule. Um, I mean, you all are here, part of our local community, and you've seen how much we've been gone. Yes. Um, because we've been off representing the larger community. Um, so that, that, that has definitely affected our ability to participate and navigate our local community. It's, it's also put us on a, a really tight schedule sometimes. There'll be times where we've had like eight weeks where in that eight-week span, we've had one weekend to ourselves, which takes a lot of logistics which i am so absolutely grateful that my slave has a mind for that um she'll bust out spreadsheets and itineraries and plane schedules and conference schedules and she's like she gets it all together and so as the master i get to say okay where do we need to be and when we need to be there and everything else is taken care of um so that's definitely been kind of some of the impact that we've had what how, how do you feel I and mean, what are the kind of the impacts that you felt um, I'm tired a lot. I mean, sleep's an, uh, sleep is a thing that there's times where you, there's not nearly enough of it. There's a, a joke that you kind of hear around the, the title community that's not really a joke that, you know, if you want to have sex or play, don't be a title holder. 
Um, and that's kind of true. Those things have fallen off quite a lot in the last two years because we're just so busy and sometimes you're just too tired. And I think, like, the other personal thing uh, that it's really impacted is finances. You know, being a title holder is expensive. You get a title fund, and that's great. And some of them are really generous, but it doesn't cover nearly all of what you're putting out of your own pocket. I mean, we spent probably the equivalent of our travel fund on one conference. Really? So it can be an expensive endeavor. And, you know, and part of that depends on what level you're at and how into it you are. Because there are specific requirements for how many things we're supposed to go do, but we've done far more. What are these requirements for what you're supposed to go do? Four events. Four events? Yeah. Okay. So four events in our region. And I think this last year we've probably done, I would say, 15 to 20. Yeah, easy. Oh, wow. At minimum. Going above and beyond. Well, I mean, part of that's because it's our passion. I mean, we, we both feel that our experiences that we've had within the lifestyle are experiences that are can be teachable moments. And if we've gone through these things, other people have had to have gone, gone through them or going to go through them as well. And if we can help somebody go through or transition through something like that easier than we did, mm-hmm. then sharing that information and getting out and, and presenting those kind of topics is kind of something that we become passionate about. You know, the other the other things that really have affected by title holding is we've had the opportunity to sit in presentations by people that have absolutely changed our dynamic and changed the way we operate. Um, and I know for me personally, it's also helped me see things from a different point of view and have a different idea of what I thought was reality in the past may not have actually been really reality it was just a a filtered point of view what do you mean as far as reality well so i was i was raised in a very specific manner um i was raised in central california on a farm in a very conservative family and we went to church every sunday and um, i was taught and ingrained a very specific set of values that as an adult Um, while being able to navigate communities that I didn't get to participate in growing up um, has very much shown me a different set of a point of view and how um, the things that I thought in the past, it's challenged some of those thought processes and it's given me the ability to see things on a broader spectrum and make more educated decisions for myself as an adult and embrace things and take things to heart that in the past I thought were wrong. And now I see these things and I can say, yep, that is a viable way to live your life or that is a viable choice to make or that that definitely takes on a different meaning than what I thought it used to. Until I, uh, the first year we held our, seven, our Southern California title, um, that year I went to L.A. Pride. It was the first time I had gone to a Pride event in my entire life. And I got to go not only for our own experience, but I got to go because my oldest son um, had come out as gay. And when he was 14 and actually married his husband right before we competed for Southern California. So there was this transition in, in my values and my thought processes kind of almost occurring at the same time outside of the title world as it was inside the title world. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, that actually brings up a question I didn't think about. Does Is your family aware of what you do? So the answer to that is yes and no. Um, my dad is kinky, dirty, dirty old man. Um, so he knows. Uh, but my mother does not. My mother knows that we, in her eyes, we live a more traditional rolled relationship. But she doesn't know about the extent of that. Um, I think at this point, for her own good, it's <laughs> probably best that she don't. But I will tell you, so that brings up a, a story. Um, because around my mom, my mother is horrible for our dynamic. Um, <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Love her to death. She's the sweetest woman in the world. She just doesn't get it because we haven't told her. Um, <laughs> but we were at her house one time, and we were trying to make a decision on... My mom and I were going to run out and do a bunch of errands and stuff like that. And, and the slave here was trying to determine whether or not she wanted to go with us or she wanted to stay home because there was some stuff that needed to be taken care of. And... She was bouncing back and forth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So finally, I just made the decision. I'm like, listen, you're just going to stay here and you're going to take care of the things that need to get taken care of. We did this in front of my mother. My mother leaned over to her and says, unless you don't like that answer, then I'll give you permission. You can come with us. And, and <laughs> my slave was looking at me and my face was, I guess, turning red. Um, and so she, she made the right decision. She stayed home and followed with her. <laughs> um, but, but we laugh about it now, and we laughed about it later. And it could was, see the smoke coming out of his ears. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's something that we've kind of added to one of the presentations that we teach is, is how you navigate this lifestyle around Vanilla Family. Um, we had another instance where the first time we had a family meal together, my sisters, I'm the youngest child, and I have three sisters. And two of my sisters were at this family dinner with us. And one of our protocols is my slave gets my food. I sit at the table, and she brings my food to me. And so we're doing this, and my sister looked at her. And I'll let you tell the rest of the story because you were part of it. <laughs> and Put her on the spot. Right? I know. I'm like, do I remember the rest of the story? No, she just, she seemed very offended that he was just sitting at the table while I was getting his food. Um, and I just kind of had to explain to her that, you know, it's something that I like to do to take care of him. But it was also very obvious that they weren't so much a fan of that. But I kind of feel like his sisters wonder about us sometimes anyway, given that there's been times where he's left me sitting in the car for five minutes while he had a conversation with them. Because um, I'm not allowed to touch doors. There was a time we got to his mom's house, and he left me sitting in the car, and they were getting ready to leave. So he gets out and greets them and hugs them, and I'm still sitting there. And five minutes later, I'm still sitting there and wondering what the they've got to be thinking about the fact that I'm just sitting in the car <laughs> while they're all saying goodbye. So they leave, and he finally comes and lets me out of the car. And I'm like, that was just mean. <laughs> it was a test. Did she pass? Of course. She stayed in the car and didn't open the door. <laughs> Let's hear it for passing tests that we didn't know we were taking. Oh, the look between was like, really? <laughs> I really wish everybody could see this right now. This this is priceless. I, I get that a lot about my facial expressions. I've, I've been told more than once that people like watching me because my thoughts are pretty evident on my face. I get that yeah. at work a lot. It's a thing. 
But my family also does not know anything at all. Um, actually, funny, funny, true story. My mom doesn't even know that we're married. What? Whoa! Um, whoa! Really? <laughs> and it's been almost a year. I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to need some sort of clarification on um, why. I don't have the best relationship with my mother, ah. and he has a few strikes against him in my mother's eyes that she's not a fan. Is it because of the DS? I'm sorry, the MS dynamic, or no? She doesn't know anything about that. Um, it's because he's ten years older than me. Um, because we're not ever going to be having kids because he's done and I don't want any. And he's in her mind is keeping me away from the rest of the family. So we just didn't tell her. Are you keeping her locked in chains at the house and away from her family? Uh, no. Uh, it's just the fact that we live in completely different states and with our time constraints and stuff like that, we're just not able to get up there to visit. Um, her dad and her stepmom have been down and visited, and we've all hung out. And yeah, um, my stepmom is the same age as him, so that's nice. part of that's part of where the problem with my mom is. Oh, because <sighs> they also have the same age difference. So there's a little Damn. bit of baggage there. Yeah, tiny bit. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Right. <laughs> Are you guys? And I know I asked you this earlier, but titles going forward. Are you guys? Just done all together for the rest of your lives, or <laughs> I will say I can't answer that at this time. Um, we've got to we've got to get through all of this first, mm-hmm. or not get through. We need to you know um, go through this process and figure out what's going to happen. But I can't predict the future um, at this time. We're like, hey, <laughs> let's get to the MS. <laughs> I think, he, I think he's asking about the title that we're competing for in, I don't know, three months. Oh, I misinterpreted that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is another title. I was thinking about boot black titles or... Um, uh, we're not putting that out into the universe. Um, Jesbian, if you're listening to this, no. <laughs> hey, Jesbian, we'll talk later. Um, Jasmine, if you're listening to this, please email us at <laughs> the Gotham Press Podcast at gmail.com to let us know what you really think, and we can then tell Slave Brand what you really think about it. Oh, she knows. She knows. <laughs> oh, oh Jasmine, if you are listening to this, I really enjoyed watching you accept your title. That that was that was totally epic. I, I got to be there. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Jasmine uh, and, and her partner, Tegan, have become vital parts of our world. Um, their family as far as we're concerned and uh, they we would not have been able to do this without them so so jesbian if you want to get on to the gotham press podcast <laughs> as a guest go ahead and email us at gotham press podcast at gmail.com so you can tell us all about how you really molded master david and slave friend to be the people that they are why haven't we approached them yet maybe we maybe we should use one of our connections to uh, get a hold of them as we look across the table. I wonder who those connections are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as titles going forward, yeah, we are competing at the international level in March at South Plains um, Leather Fest. SPLF. SPLF, yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll be competing there with four other couples okay. uh, that will be representing the other four regions of the country. Um, 
So yeah, that's going to be exciting, and uh, we're looking forward to that. You have enough wardrobe changes for that? Probably not. <laughs> Working on it. Just ordered two more two days ago. Yeah, we'll be picking some stuff up between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Although my 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 dress from last night will most likely be making an appearance. Well, I like that dress. That was so. a very yeah. nice. Dress. I about to tell you that dress was very good. Very good. <laughs> I gotta ask. This is going to be totally random for our listeners. What is the butt stuff story? I've heard about it from several other people in our community, and I know you're involved in it, but I have no clue what it is. Okay, so the story goes, when we were competing for Southwest, we were in our interview, which we fondly refer to as our hour-half interrogation scene. Um, <laughs> those interviews are typically 20-ish minutes, and ours was an hour and a half. Isn't that a good thing that they, they want like to spend you. more time? Um I mean, they they did like us, and it was it was a positive experience, um, but it was also <laughs> mentally exhausting. A positive interrogation. That's a first. <laughs> no, it, I mean it really was. Fortunately, we had some really amazing judges, um, and they asked some really thoughtful and, and poignant questions, and I think it's was really helpful to us going forward. Um, but anyway, so at one point, one of our judges was like, okay, you know, we've been talking about all this serious stuff, but let's talk about what you like to do in the bedroom. You know, what kind of stuff are you into? So Master and his... <laughs> okay, I, I need to explain. So I'm an <laughs> IT guy. So, not, I mean, life itself isn't binary, but there's definitely a very specific set of things that have to happen. And so I gave a very IT answer. Go ahead and continue. <laughs> so, yeah. So he starts talking about, oh, well, we like floggers and paddles and whips. And I do some rope stuff and, you know, starts going on on this, like, really just very structured, like, everybody gives this answer like reading down list. list. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and I'm kind of looking at him like... You're not you're not lying, but I feel like there's maybe more interesting things that we do. But okay, um, and then she's like, "Okay, Slayburn, what about you? Butt stuff." <laughs> Did and just the whole room erupts because I think at this point we had just I think we had just gotten asked like this super stressful question. Like I was in tears still and like, oh, trying wow. to get myself together, and yeah, she busts out with that, and that was butt stuff and. And also, I think really part of it is just that I'm I'm a fan, and I think anyone who has known me for any length of time knows that I'm a fan. So I've just become the person that if I'm around, people seem to want to talk about butt stuff because butt stuff because butt stuff. So it's fun. It, it, it is. Fun. It is. It's a very good time. I've been working on bringing some people around to that to the dark side. Okay, so <laughs> as as you literally. <laughs> As you are working on uh, bringing people around to the dark side, um, what kind of advice would you give newbies to butt stuff? There's cookies on the dark side. Well, I mean, yes. They might be a little tainted. (laughs) 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 Um, Oh, shit. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It was just there. I could go there. You ass. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't go there. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue. I mean, but I feel like if you don't go for the ass and you're not really doing butt stuff, it is kind of an important part. This is, is true. It's yeah. very true. Um, so anyway, so 
it's funny because I, I think I've had this conversation with about a gazillion people. And the first thing I have told every single one of them is lots of lube and start with a pinky. Um, and if you take a pinky, then move up a digit. And like work with digits before you start working with plugs. Because some of those plugs can be uncomfortable and intimidating. And I also have found that different types of butts respond to different types of plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do the ones with the, the, the big fat bases because yeah. my butt. Um, but I, I know a lot of people that prefer the big fat bases. And I'm, you know, if that works for your butt, go with what works for your butt. But, <laughs> 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 but, but, um, yeah, start small, work up. Don't go too fast. If it hurts, if you like that, keep doing it that way. If you don't like it, try a different position. Stretch it out a little bit. You're pretty good about that. Stretching your ass out? Yeah. That's if you start to job. put it in and I'm like, ow, that hurts, you're you're pretty good about stretching it, then that's fine. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all about the butt stuff. <laughs> More, lube. More lube. More lube. All the lube. You can never have too much lube. Yeah, like the lube that I won last night at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of one at the Christmas party. Um, the uh, Gotham Press podcast put in a gift on the Christmas party's Secret Santa gift exchange, and we came out with a rather stellar gift in exchange for the what was it the the chin service? Oh God! Oh, that was your guys's gift. <laughs> yeah, that was oh. us. <laughs> chin, service. chin service and uh-huh. lube. It, it was it's a it's a, a dildo that straps onto your chin, so it, it lines up right here, coming straight out. Okay, with a, a little bit of a curve. Mm. Now imagine. If you were to slide your vagina down onto that dildo, what would be right there for clitoral service? Hmm. So now you've got insertion. Now you've got a tongue for the clit. We have good times. And we also threw in a uh, a silicone-based lube for that toy. Um, So Uber lube. lube. Yes, I I, I personally use... (laughs) Would that not be fucking epic? I, I personally use Uber Lube because it's awesome. Are you giving uh, a commercial for them right now? I'll plug them. Yeah, I'll plug them. <laughs> or you'll plug with them. I'll plug with them. Yes. I, 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 Brent, we are, we are on the same page. I enjoy butt stuff as well. Okay, I, I'll happily admit that to anybody that's not my family. Um, but, but, anyway, so, so... <laughs> So we gave away this toy and a, a nice bottle of lube. It's really good stuff. And as our rec- recipient, we got a a flogger made by one of our community members. A this, former guest. A former guest, actually. Yeah. Uh, Redlands has been on here. So, yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, he made this beautiful flogger. It's a, a very heavy feel. Uh, it's probably about 60 falls um nice nice uh micro suede leather with a micro suede leather handle um a wood pommel and micro suede um loop on the end of it but it is i i I imagine it's going to be a very thuddy toy and yeah as slave brand is fondling that toy (laughs) what's feel it later well, we may we may just have to do that. I mean, if, if the two of you are interested in trying it out. Um, 
we're going to do something with that on the podcast. Uh, not necessarily using it on the podcast. Oh, that's not like we are. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is we're going to wind up giving that to a listener ultimately because I think that's the best thing we could possibly do with it. Yeah. I mean, I we, we really can't do the uh, the chin strap on because, <laughs> well, we've no. already given that away. Yeah. And, mm. you know, we, we, we don't want someone's mom opening that up. <laughs> I wouldn't be so worried about somebody's mom opening that up. I mean, hey, you, I heard you can make something tell up. you last night that you had to keep your mouth open or get the hell out of the house with that thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I heard. Oh God! But uh, yeah, so we'll be we'll be eventually giving that away to a listener. Um, How will they be entering a contest for that? Greece? I haven't worked that out yet. We'll we'll get to that. But I feel we, like you have an email address for that. We do. What is so, the email address, Greedy? Email address is thank you, Bryn. I appreciate that. I got you. <laughs> Uh, Gotham Press Podcast at gmail.com. So hit us up at the Gotham Press Podcast at gmail.com if you would like a chance to win this flogger because it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I, speaking of, I will have awesome post pictures of it to our FetLife page. I would do so, so. Yeah, check it out. Bye. As you may have just heard, our child is leaving from his romp in the dungeon. I hope it picked up. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is quite a heavy flogger. Yeah, yeah. We, we may need to have uh, my, Master My butt David. takes quite a heavy flogger, too. So. That's too. So they're yeah. going to enter to win. Well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> they, at least one of them listens to the podcast. <laughs> David. I listen to it vicariously through <laughs> Just like Mr. Hanky vicariously loves you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Greedy, I think we've reached the end. I, I think so. We, we've devolved to Mr. Hanky jokes. So well, that's that's just yeah. I think that's the South Park reference he has. Yeah. It's true. It is, <laughs> well, wait, it no. is the time of year. He is the Christmas poo. It's correct. Yeah. He is the Christmas poo. It, and it's... his little son, Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Master David, have you played the South Park game? Which one? Oh, the one either for, of them. I played the one for the phone. Not the phone one. Phone oh. Destroyer. Huh? No, yeah. I have not played the, the other one. The console oh, game? No. Mr. Hanky, there's a mission where you have to go and save Mr. Hanky's kids. Oh, That's geez. awesome. <laughs> that is such a shitty mission. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. Oh, what was the name of the hamster in that show? I don't know. Oh, the one that ran up uh, Master Slave's yeah. butt? <laughs> Mr. Slave. You're the one that has all this culture around me. Oh, <laughs> that was the that was the best episode. And like this, every time they would go to show him, like walking through the guy's colon, there was always a song. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you. So, Slavery, have you played the South Park game? Um, I have played Stick of Truth. Is that what? Yeah, yes, Stick of Truth. Is, yes, yes, I have played that one. Okay, and that is a, so great. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm admittedly the more video game mer of the two of us. So awesome! What's the second South Park game? <laughs> the fractured but whole. <laughs> but yes, uh, <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
Oh God. Well, let's let's do this. Since we're since we're reaching the end, is there anything you all would like to? Anything you all would like to plug about your (laughs) (laughs) about your ongoing journey through the stuff? stuff. Well, well, I know. So we are actually getting ready to step down from our current title. Um, Southwest Leather Conference is. January 17th through the 20th in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, there will be a new Southwest Master Slave, at least in in waiting. They don't officially take the title until after we compete at International. Um, but we will have a new, we'll, we'll have some title babies. True. And we'll get to give our step down and we're title presenting. Babies. Yes. Is that the um, official term? <laughs> I don't know if it's the official term, but it's just, it's one of those things. So, okay. um, as far couples. as we know, there's two couples competing. So, one way or another, we'll have someone to, to pass our our title on to, and it'll be exciting to, to see them, see what they're going to do with their journey. But, are you yeah. gonna, Are you going to warn them about the hassles of travel? <laughs> Oh, they already know because they hold a title for their state already. Yeah, Southwest. Yeah, this is this is level two we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and Southwest is one of the most of the regions will like either have one or don't have any state titles. Um, Southwest has three, so Colorado, Arizona, and Southern California Jeez. all have state titles. So to compete at Southwest, if you're from one of those states, you have to have competed for the state title. So. The, the two couples that are competing have already done this for a little while. Mm-hmm. All right, so there are going to be three couples total then? or There'll be two couples. At, at least right now, from what we understand, there's two couples competing. Okay. So, well, you said there were three states. So there's still, yeah, there's three contests, but that doesn't necessarily mean every contest has current title holders to feed into oh. the Southwest region. Okay, so. I get it now. And there's several other states in the southwest region that could theoretically send somebody but we haven't heard of any any ringers so yeah. but yeah so southwest leather conference come so see the, us that's happening experience in, the woo yeah that's ex- that's happening in in phoenix arizona and also part of the southwest leather conference one of the things that um really pulls to that conference is they have the i believe it's the country's largest hook pool on sunday afternoon after the contest is over the dance of souls the dance of souls wow um and if you're not familiar with that um that's something we don't participate in because my slave has some triggers around that from what i've been told by other people it is a um it is something that just really alters your life so basically they take two giant hooks and poke it through your chest and Oh, flesh hooks. It, okay. Yeah, flesh yeah. hooks, and they're attached to either posts or other people, and you pull against them, and um, See, supposedly we, it's a very eth- there's ethereal veil. Uh, event for people. Well, when you said pull, I was thinking, I was thinking more of an energy pull, because that's what I've seen before. Mm. I wasn't thinking like a full-on like oh, no. flesh hook pulling. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you get hooked. Yeah, and there's uh-huh. drummers and... Yeah, they have a big drum drum wow. session. And yeah. It's, it's, it's supposedly the largest one in the entire country. Um, and then in March, we competed international for um, our international title. So it'll be uh, in Dallas, Texas at the South Plain Leather Fest. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that down before then. Um, 
But uh, well, I should say conference the first that'll, time. <laughs> that'll be um, kind of the uh, the pinnacle of our title system, and so we're really excited to compete there. And uh, we've been very fortunate that this year's class that includes, like I said earlier, four other couples. We've all come pretty close, um, so all of us are. are become friends and we're kind of vested in each other's lives. Okay, so so your competition, you know you've met them ahead of time. Absolutely. It's not, it's not a matter of you go up there and it's like, oh, that's them, the competition. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we've all become friends. And I think whoever wins this year, no matter who it is or next year, um, will be great representatives for the Master Slave community. And we're looking forward to competing with them, not against them. So... Earlier, you were talking about how you have to put so much into your travel funds and all of this for the competition. Do you all have like a Patreon or some sort of GoFundMe for you that people could donate to to help you out with that? No, we haven't done anything like that. We've just done some some localized fundraising. Um, the first year we had our title, our our handler actually put together that big auction that we had at the Luau. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, we've been doing some smaller stuff. We've got title run pins that we've been selling that um, a dollar from every pin that we sell is also going to PFLAG. Um, so if, if people don't know what PFLAG is, it is... Um, Parents and families of lesbian and gay youth. Yeah, so it's it's uh, an organization that helps support uh, families and friends of, of the youth that are in the LGBTQ communities. Okay. Um, wow. I felt very passionate about that, having uh, my oldest boy come out as being gay. Um, if I would have known about PFLAG then, I would have been able to have more support as a parent on how to help my child navigate and accept who he was as a person and um so we just became very passionate about helping an organization that's there for that reason so your son knows about your title and all that or no no. (laughs) nope Um, (laughs) hard no he lives on the other side of the country so we really don't see him (laughs) ah um so no he he doesn't know the uh, the way we live okay it was weird enough having him call me his stepmom and like (laughs) (laughs) nope no thank you i'm good so yeah we've done some some local fundraising and stuff like that so if somebody wants to get one of these pins for people like um would they do you send them off do you mail them out to anywhere we've mailed them internationally at this point so so where would they be able to Invest in invest in you at this point. Um, they could get they could find us on FetLife. Um, I'm Master underscore underscore David on FetLife. Um, we do have a Facebook that is David Brin on our Facebook account. I think that's the name of it. So yeah, our profile picture is our Southwest back patches, so it's pretty easy to figure out it's us. Right, <laughs> and we take Venmo and PayPal and all of that stuff too. Okay. So what I'll do is when I load this one up, I'll go ahead and make sure that that is prominent as far as trying to donate to mm-hmm. awesome. do that basically. Thank you. All right, greedy. Any final thoughts? You look I tired. think this has been an awesome episode. I really do. Thank you. Thank you very much, both of you, for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting us both and, and having us. Greedy, I just realized what you didn't do. What? What you start? What did <laughs> that too? But what did you start last time with the pets that you have completely forgotten this time? Oh my God! Black or white? What am I thinking? Well, too late now. We've reached the son end. of a bitch. <laughs>
You will know if you've listened to la- to the last episode. I haven't heard listened to the last one yet. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I actually no, started no, I, yesterday, but I completely forgot. Thank you for reminding me at the end of the episode. I didn't think about it until just now. <laughs> but now I yeah. want to know what. So black and white is uh, we we take we give you the option of black or white. Wh- which would you pick, black or white? He's so asking. What, what instance? Just, just pick. Just pick a color first, and he'll tell you. I feel okay. like we would probably Black. pick opposite colors. Black. Yeah, we would, because I would pick white. Okay, so um, I'm going to pull a black card and a white card from my blank Cards Against Humanity cards, and you're both going to submit something. And next awesome. episode, we will read them on the air. <laughs> awesome. That'll be, that'll be fun. So yeah, um, that's what I forgot to do Don't today. worry, they'll, they'll, they'll find out next time. Yes, yes, they will. So, yeah, um, Master David, do you have any closing thoughts? Just, you know, love each other. Spread love, spread joy, spread happiness. And, um, you know, if you see us out there, come up and say hi. You are going to be, like, swarmed by our tens of listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Slave Bryn, do you have anything to contribute to that? Butt stuff. I knew that was going to be happening. It's, it's all about God, the butt it's stuff. It's going to be good. <laughs> really, the world would be a better place, I think, if there was more butt stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Um, not much for me. Just I really enjoyed having you both on the podcast. It was very entertaining. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And listeners, as always, my closing thought: Don't break your toys. If you do, they won't come back. <laughs> as master. David just like nods like, yeah, that's right. That's valid right there. <laughs> Wait, now, have you broken a toy before? Oh, that's a different that's a different episode. Oh, uh, what kind of toy? I mean, I've broken not, a lot of inanimate object toys. Well, I'm speaking more so of <laughs> the people. Ass. But, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is this PG-13? Can I say? You can. You can well, this we, okay. Completely okay. rated whatever the fuck we feel like. <laughs> so, um... Just, just to be perfectly clear, we don't have any problem with you saying ass on the podcast. Now, if you went so far as to say, like, fuck, or cunt, or... <laughs> what if you say ass fuck? I, that's, that's blurring the line just a little oh. bit. Oh, okay. Greedy. But shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> You're shut an your Uncle Fucker. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yay. Okay. Wait, are you gonna right. the whole song? Um, I probably could, but no. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Closing thoughts. I just said it. No, no, no. That was that was no, not closing. No, that no. wasn't the closing. You thought. reopened Pandora's box. Give us a closing <laughs> thought. Uh, listeners, don't break your toys. They want you to, you know, play with them more. Hopefully, and. Hey, thanks for listening. We really enjoyed having you with us this time. Peace out, people. Do you know what you want to say? No. Say something. Something. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Sorry. I'm going to be a really terrible guest. I apologize in advance. (laughs) All right. So, welcome. This is your 2018 Southwest Master. It's not welcome because we're leaving. Oh, we're leaving? Yeah, this is the outro. outro. Oh, well, fuck. Keyword on out. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is your 2018 Southwest Master. And Slave, coming to you from the dungeon living room. And we just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to the Gotham Press podcast.